Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 336. 336. If you are a new listener, I'm Rowland. That's not Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Steve's stunt double. Uh, this is obligatory now. We I'm make g- sure I'm, that one of us is always missing. I was going to go with ass double, but I've got a much better ass. So, um. oh. <laughs> so, this week, from the very fine folks at Beer Bods, we are drinking... Celebrator from Ainga. Ainga? Ainga. I don't know. Uh, Ainga. My German pronunciation is never... Like, actually, my German pronunciation is usually very good. I'm still not exactly sure how to pronounce that brewery name. Uh, I Ainga. Think, I think you're pronouncing it because you've been taking... As you would were you speaking Spanish. Uh, which, coincidentally, is a language you have been learning. So. Ainga. Ainga? What do you reckon? Ainga. I think Inga. Inga. Mm. Well, as it happens, I've ordered this beer before at bars, so I know that most people at bars understand any of those options. I'll have the one with the goat, please. That's the, the, we actually got Tiny Goat with our bottle. Yes. I quite, I quite like this. Tiny Goat. Missed a trick, though, with this one. So it's plastic, um, but the base to the hoof... Is actually the perfect size to be a bottle owner if you have the the leverage. If it was just made of something a little bit more robust, that'd be a really nice touch. Uh, just an observation. So this is Celebrator, which is a fairly well known example of its type. Um, its type is a Celebrator, which is it can no longer be called. It is now called a Doppelbock. Um, so. Story. Yes. Celebrator is a... Sorry, I guess right. Celebrator is a Salvatore, which is now... A Salvatore is now Doppelbock. Salvatore is the name of a well-known Doppelbock from Paul Lammer Brewery. Brewery. And Salvatore was originally a style of dark beer that was very lit, like it was quite brewed strong, but then it wasn't fermented out. So it's, the alcohol content was relatively low, but it was very, very sweet. And it was brewed by uh, monks as a beer to drink during Lent because it had a lot of unfermented um, sugar and stuff in there. So you could, it literally was like it's a food, effectively. Hang on, I thought the point of Lent was fasting. That's, yes. We, so that's we got, cheating. They're breaking the rules. I mean, that's monks for you. Uh. So, I was lots of monks that they, they were allowed certain things, they were allowed to drink, and if the drink happened to contain a good amount of sugar to get you through the fact you weren't eating, that wasn't considered an entirely bad thing. So they gave rise to this style of dark beer, lots brewed as strong but under-fermented. So, um, this ended up becoming a bit of a style in the area. Lots of other breweries copied it and called it uh, a Salvatore, m- named from uh, the Holy Father, Salvation. Um, and Salvatore was a style until the Paul and Brewery, which was no longer owned by monks, but owned by uh, an independent brewer, decided they were going to trademark uh, Salvatore as their own brand and they were granted the trademark which meant nobody else was allowed to call it a salvatore anymore this gave birth to everyone else calling their beers doppelbox and indeed salvatore itself is now called a doppelbock 
Okay. But... So they're not defending the trademark, then? Mm, they, well, who knows anymore? Um, but everybody else who brewed Doppelbock tended to pay a little homage to that original name, so ending it in or. So there is Celebrator that we're drinking today, there's also Maximor, uh, and a whole host of other similar-sounding similar ones... These days, they are, um, like, you can see them uh, year-round, but they tend to be a bit of a seasonal thing around that Lent still as a, a kind of basis for them. They're not a kind of everyday drinking beer um, for, uh, for most people. They're more of the kind of thing you might have as a special occasion, strong, dark beer. Um, and, of course, they're no longer as under-attenuated as they used to be, meaning this is rather stronger than it would have been all those years ago. So what's with the goat? Honestly, I, no idea. I, say, I don't know if it's something to do with the, the word bonk. Maybe there's, there's two goats on the front of you. Two, two goats. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, mm. I know my German's not very good. Ans- yeah. Answers on a postcard to uh, uh, BBC Television Centre. Oh yeah, go uh, on, let's, let's send them some spam. <laughs> um, Alcohol-wise, this one is... 6.7, I think it's Okay, yep. Yeah. Which is 6.7, and that is about probably typical for Doppelbox these days. You're looking at kind of 6 to 8 usually for the Doppelbox, and more attenuated than they used to be. So they're not as heavily sickly kind of sweet. In contrast, this same level of like initial strength, if you brewed it of that time when the monks were doing it, we'd have been looking at like a 4%, 3 4% beer rather than a... 6.7% 6.7% beer. Pretty, pretty sickly sweet, though, as well. Very sweet, yeah. Mm. Yeah, doesn't sound like the sort of thing I'd enjoy. Um, I am a fan of bitter. Uh, so this has evolved over the years into something that is a lager, but it is also fairly dark and fairly strong. The malts are used to get that colour. Um, so you're using some of the darker malts you get a little bit of a bitterness from that but they also use some of the i guess they use a bit of the debittered malts as well so you don't get it's not overwhelmingly bitter and roasty mm. no i mean i don't i for a dark darker beer i'm actually quite liking it it's got a right the right level of sweetness for me it's not too overwhelmingly sickly sweet so it's okay. That, I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert in double box. That's not, it's not really a style I would particularly choose mm. uh, if I saw it on the bar. Uh, and for a, you, you, you don't really get a big hop hit from this. So actually, a lot of the bitterness you get from this actually, I think, is from those malts that give you that little bit of roasted bitterness. Not a massive kick of roast, but just a little bit of bitterness that balances it. Mm, not bad. Not bad. Mm. You seem to be. Uh, I'm working slow. I'm talking. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, it's, it was less that I was trying to figure out. Are you actually enjoying it? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm honestly, not sure. I quite like it. It, it reminds me a lot of Coca Cola. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that comparison, which is interesting because I don't like Coca Cola. But uh, I, I, I do, so it's, yeah. it's probably ben- in my benefit. Um, so, mm. I, if you were the kind of person who likes the fancy colas, like the the artisanal cola type of thing. Artisanal cola. It's a thing. It's like bloody handmade crisps, isn't it? It's just like, but the crisps. 
Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, so on a, on a massive tangent to all of this. Shout out to our friends at Candid Beer in Stafford. I noticed they're doing a Look. pop a pop up, uh, which is the uh, the chip butty kind of pimped up for the modern. It's it's the street food thing. They're taking the chip butty and they're going large with it. When are they doing this? Uh, and will there be curry sauce? Oh, I, I think you, you would go and check their Instagram or oh. Facebook oh, yeah, pages yeah, for Instagram, <laughs> Facebook or Twitter or, or such things to see links for this. But yeah, um, I did look some pretty good chip butties. I, I can get behind the chip butty festival. Yeah, that, that's a little pop up there. So yeah, um, I idolise. I think that kind of. I quite like that. Um, I quite like the style overall. I think I get a little... Like, I find the bitterness to this lingers a little bit for me. But I'm less keen on... I kind of like my bitterness a little crisper. Um, so I find these ones quite heavy going. I, kind of, I find as I'm drinking it, it's not a beer I drink quickly. You see, for me, the bitterness is the redeeming factor. If this if that bitterness... that aftertaste wasn't bitter as bitter as it is i really i don't think i'd enjoy this that much if it was a, a sweet aftertaste it'd be it'd, it'd be too much like uh mm. coca-cola and i i i, I couldn't i couldn't drink it because I, I, I do not like uh heavy sweet syrupy drinks i've never have done um but i think the fact that the, the aftertaste is bitter for me is redeeming this and with that, I should go straight into the score, I think. And uh, given that we've got a goat for our, uh, to, to flick, I think we should uh, flip, the oh, right, flip the goat. Then. Let's flip the goat rather than the bottle top. So this week's uh, goat score, I'm going to give this a six and a half. That's more just personal preference than anything else. Well, I'm more of a fan of the style, I think, than, than you. Mm. Um, I'm enjoying mine. Uh, I'm not... I keep meaning to work my way through more of the the Doppelbox and the Salvatores and so on. Um, I don't think, for me, this is my absolute favourite of the ones I've had, but it is good, and I do enjoy it. Um, I do look out for more from... And, I, and most of the breweries who do good lagers you might uh, encounter, so Ainga, Paul, Anna... Um, Tegan Seal on like they they've also got Doppel Box and they are almost universally worth looking out for. Um yeah, so I'm gonna go a little higher in my scores. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's a good beer and I'm enjoying it. Uh goat score eight. I I, I like uh I like a, a goat score. Goat score. We should we should do this more often. Might hold on to the goat. Yeah, yeah. The goat's pretty good. Um <laughs> it's not the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> on that note, <clears throat> we should probably drink up and shut up. We're done. <laughs>